is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise, and it's a, a question time with a difference for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Craig Cutchison, Damien Barrett with you, and Hachi, the difference component to this question time today on the Sounding Board is... We are also live as we're recording this on Tuesday morning at 8.30 into Clubhouse. So if you happen to be a member of Clubhouse already, you can tune in now and join our room. Our room's under at Craig Hutchie, which is my profile. And you can join us live and ask questions. I don't expect there'll be probably anyone here. And for those for those not on, on um, Clubhouse and for those who will continue to listen to this in its uh, traditional format, just through the, uh, the app and, and wherever you get your, your podcasts, what is Clubhouse? Clubhouse is an audio sharing device that you can join rooms, ask questions. Someone's just joined us now for the first time, so we've got our first person who's dialed into the room, and we- welcome to you. You can join the room, ask questions. You put your hand up if you want to say something in the room. I think the rooms are capped at 5,000. Clearly, we're not going to test that today, Damo. <laughs> we've got our traditional questions as well. But we are seeing this around the world at the moment, Clubhouse, where all sorts of communities, doesn't matter what you're into or how you're into it, you can find a room of your interests and you can join an audio conversation. And we might try and take a couple of questions well, from the room. Let's take that first. A little, we'll let people settle in for let a bit, Damo. We'll, we'll start with some traditional questions. All right. Of course, if you're choosing to join Clubhouse, choose to drink wise while you're doing it. Start us off, Damo. This is from Selby Lee Steer. It's on email. Why is it that fantasy sports haven't taken off here down under? A multi-billion dollar industry in the US yet participation rates in Australia are reducing year on year. If you don't play fantasy in the US, you're left out of the water cooler chats. If you do play fantasy in Australia, you're considered a nerd. Given our sport-loving and thrill-seeking culture, you'd think it would be the other way around. Hachi, why, why hasn't it taken off to, to the extent that it clearly has in the States? Because it's, it's taken off in the States in the absence of wagering. It's the sport of wagering until there was wagering, which there now is becoming. But historically, it's been a wagering-free retail environment. So that's been the gap that's been filled here. We're such punters. I don't think we get the same yeah. sense of connection to fantasy. Yep. We wager the most per capita of any nation in the world. And with the states now introducing widespread allowances for gambling across, I would say every state, but now many states, will, will that impact on, on the fantasy? I just can't see it ever getting scale here. And we're not big enough. That's the other thing. It's a 300 million country and 300 plus million in America. We're only 15, 20 million here. Yep. I can see we've got some Americans already in our room, which we'll get to very, very soon. But keep going, Damon. Anthony Vallea on Twitter. Who's the Tom Brady of the AFL? You've got a, a bit of a view on this, Hutchie. Not, not necessarily from the, the all-encompassing package of Tom Brady, but from an AFL perspective, it is in your eyes? Dustin Martin, because he single-handedly influences a team's results at the end of the year. And I don't think anyone has been a more of a Tom Brady to their team than Dustin is yeah. to Richmond. You're talking about impact on team, though, aren't you there? Yeah. Yeah. In terms of a brand? In terms of a brand, there's no one. We don't have anyone There's like no that, one. And, and we have a few that have tried to be. Yeah, we did. But there's just no one. And, and my, my view on that, uh, Anthony, and for, for those listening here on, on Clubhouse, is that the Australian system, particularly the AFL system, it gets these kids at the age of 17 and 18 and dumbs them down into robots who aren't allowed to express themselves uh, through their words or even their actions within the team confines. And it annoys me because they all become just a mere equal. Uh, if Brady and Jordan are one and two, who's number three? That's from Zave Pinnock on Twitter. It's a tough question, isn't it? Well, I like the analogy that your man Tony used yesterday, Romo, about it being LeBron versus Jordan. It was a generational change, no yeah. question. 
I don't know is the answer. LeBron might I, be in the conversation. Th- this goes way back, and, and there's a question mark over this man. But I was, and I still reckon you got Brady at one, though, haven't you? You agreed on that? I think you have to have him at one now, don't you? And yeah. I always thought I'd have Jordan. Um, Carl Lewis's record, Hutchie, winning gold medals at 84, 88, 92, and 96 in the long jump, and winning the 100 metres in 84 and 88, and Please. 100 metre. There's such a cast of doubt on his legacy. Well, there is. You, you can't put him in the conversation but he, with Brady and Jordan. I'm sorry, you can't. Well, you can for, for winning four gold medals over four Olympics in the long jump. No, nah, he's not in the conversation. Well, do you want to put Phelps in there? Yeah, I, I, I could get he, my head around he won, that. He won, the, he won the eight in London, didn't he? Won 23 goals, didn't he? I think in total, yeah, but didn't yeah. he win eight in the one games? Yeah, I could get my head around that a bit more, yeah. for sure. Uh, do you think that the popularity of the sport influences people's thinking on it, though? Like it's, Absolutely. If you'd won 40 in snooker, would you be in the conversation? <laughs> Walter Lindrum. But... When we were growing up, there was nothing bigger than track and field. Remember, that? They, had, yeah. they had games. Um, like we looked at Space Invaders and Battlestar Galactica with, with uh, Olympic sports in them, remember? Uh, you're just backing over my point, I reckon. It's the popularity of the sport. Swimming is a once-in-every-four-year event in the, in the eyes of many. It shouldn't be. It isn't. But it, in some eyes, it is. Yeah. I think Phelps is in the conversation at number three. Do we want to go to someone at Clubhouse now, Hutch? Question, wanna... question out of the room. We'll just check. There's a good good crew here already. We'll ask the question. Anyone, anyone wants to chime in from the room, please feel free. Rich is on the line. Hello, Rich. Oh, well done, guys. Well done on the uh, new format. If you were uh, agent for, for some of the highest profile players in the AFL or cricket, what would you do more to expand their, their personal brand? Can I jump in first there, yeah, Hutch? Rich, uh, I, I would, uh, if I'm an agent, I, I would encourage that uh, athlete to be who he or she is and always wants to be. That's what happens in the States. That's how you get a situation where a, a Tom Brady can can be on the same team as a, as a Rob Gronkowski, two very different people, but ultimately people who are prepared to be who they want to be and are prepared for the world to see that. In Australia, you're not allowed to be that if you choose to play a team sport because the system gets you from the from the moment you are drafted to an AFL club, yeah, but is that your, the, your, personality, your personality is removed from your being. But that's the onus is on the individual. They can choose to ignore that. It's a good question by Rich. It's a great question. Max Gorn's swimming against the stream. Max is choosing to be himself whenever he's interviewed. And be the character that he is. He can still. Took, cap- I love Max. It took him ten years to be who he wanted to be. He's still captain of the team. He still gets the authority of the of the group. Yep. So I, I think it's. I know it's a little bit on the individual and and the agent to let them be. There's a lot of noise from people about you know, tone down your personality in Australia. In America, it's fantastic. Everyone is the most amplified version of themselves. Do we want to stick with Clubhouse here, Hutchie? While you're there, you, you, you and technology don't Keep necessarily go you. hand Keep in hand. With your question. Sorry. Can I go follow-up? Yeah, go for it, Rich. My view is Australia's fallen out of love with the international test team since um, since the players lost a bit of mongrel. So there's too much, you know, the, the likes of, of Warney and McGrath and, and Border always had some rough edges, which the, the public related to more. Is the presentation of the cricket team too benign um, and Australians have fallen out of love as a result? You love your cricket, Damo. You're a one-time Sheffield Shield uh... <laughs> Trent Bout's understudy, so I'll ask, let you answer yeah, the question. Yeah, I, I, I like where Rich is coming from with both his questions there, Hachi. I'm, I'm with that. Again, though, again, it gets back to the system taking the character out of the individual. We lauded this Amazon documentary that, that Justin Langer was in. It was edited. And my view, Rich, is that the moment we know in Australia that a camera is in a room when it comes to a sporting environment, that person is not being who But you, he... don't, you don't get unfettered access in sport these days. Well, it, you get controlled access. Well, well, stop telling us you do then. The point of the, the question, Rich, yep. Rich yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, 
I'm just trying to go through the Australian team right now. They're, well, we've got one character. It's a good example. I'm Rich. trying to work Warner. We've got one. We've got one character on our hands now. Marnus Labuschagne. He is a great character. He's different. He's quirky. He's eccentric. You told he's him put, last week to pull his head in. He's got toasted sandwiches in his pocket. <laughs> now the the problem is that we won't let that character be the captain of Australia. So if he wants to be captain, which I urged him to think about last week, he's got to tone down his eccentricity. But if he wants to go the other way and just be a great character and bat three and make a bunch of runs and make a bunch of money in the in the brand board, he can keep being who he wants to be. Hey, Rich, thanks for joining us there on the clubhouse. Any other, you any other questions in the room other than Rich? And, and, and as we do, and, and again, we're obviously experiencing this moderate, for ourselves. No, and, no, we've, I'm surprised we got hosting, one. I mean, fair so. go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, There's you... a raised hand here from Byron. We'll let Byron have his question. Hey, Byron. Uh, yeah, I'm just wondering, um, I'm actually in Tokyo at the moment. What are your thoughts about the value of the Olympics uh, this year? Do you think it's still an event worthwhile having? Before we answer that, Byron, and thanks for joining us live on Clubhouse from Tokyo in, in our in our room, you're there on the ground. What's the sentiment of the people? Do they really want it? and Are they, are they prepared to do the COVID-responsible things to get that outcome for them? It's really hard to, to draw an opinion from people. I think there's a lot of... Uh, they're not quite sure whether it can be pulled off or not. All the signage is still up, but everyone's a bit not sure what's really going on. Uh, there was the big big issue last week with the head of the Olympic Committee making some uh, sexist remarks, which has caused a lot of uproar throughout the community. So it's a bit, it's a bit on a nice edge at the moment, I think. And, Byron, just uh, look, from my perspective looking at it... Um, Victoria here in Australia has bitten off something very massive in getting tennis players across um, from around the world into into the uh, cocoon of Melbourne for for this event. But the, the Olympics are obviously next level when it comes to bringing people from around the world together. I, I just simply can't see it happening. And again, I'm not on the ground though. Um, gut feel for you right now, yes or no? Will it be held in the in the time zone it's uh, it's talking about? Uh, yes, I think it will be. Held. Okay. That's good news. I've got a stake on this with Damo. I'll, I'll owe Hutchie a stake if they go ahead. So uh, there you go. S-T-E-A-K, just to clarify. Byron, thanks for jumping on the on the line there all the way yeah, from me, Tokyo. Quick question before you go, Byron. We're new to Clubhouse. How have you found the experience so far and what rooms have you been following? Uh, trying to get into a lot of sports business uh, rooms. There seems to be a lot coming out of the US at the moment. And been a really easy platform to use. Good on you, Byron. Daniel's got his hand up. Say, g'day, Daniel. So your question with Telstra uh, stepping away from the sort of streaming delivery of the AFL and NRL uh, last week, how quickly do you think that that will accelerate, I suppose, the changes to the sort of streaming rights that we'll think we'll see over the next few years in terms of the other players like Amazon and Stan and others starting to get into the sort of sports streaming landscape in Australia, or even the AFL um, doing the same, much like the uh, NFL and the uh, NBA and the MLB have done over in the US? Great question. Well, it's a great question, Daniel. I might even ask Kevin Perry. I've noticed just joined into our room as one of the better uh, social media uh, writers in the country. Yes. Clearly, the, the situation with streaming has opened up quickly. Foxtel have moved hard. I know there's comments on the weekend from the, I think the Fox second quarter was released and the numbers were good and they put that down to streaming in part on the weekend. And, and KO you're referring to there. Yeah, I think oh, KO's had a, yep. a fantastic six months. And you look at the numbers of the Foxtel business improving as they are on the public record. You look at also the fact that the AFL Live Pass is now gone. You're being served KO in your offering. It's different for people. It will take a little bit of adjusting too. But clearly all chips are in that basket. There's been a deal now done with Telstra to white label at a discount, the KO product. 
streaming is the new battleground. Um, it can only be good for sport. The consumer will be the winner because there'll be more choice. It's clearly going to be more affordable. The cord cutting days have come to an end, and now everyone's got their head around it. And I think we're seeing uh, the, the binge offering to it, Foxtel, which I, I think has been pretty encouraging early. So, okay. yeah, we're going to see a real, real war in the streaming space. Quickly. A couple of other questions from the traditional way we normally address them on the standing board. Um, David Haley on Facebook. Will Jared Waitley ever get a gig of calling a game on TV, Hutchie? He used to, didn't he? Well, he should. I mean, selfishly, we enjoy the fact that he calls for us. He's outstanding, obviously, so he should, but he could if he wanted to, I'm sure. Mike Davenport on Facebook. What were your thoughts about Elstead Clarkson's comments that, quote, public scrutiny, close quote, is enough punishment for young players? Mike, I... I I didn't get the full context of those of those uh, comments. I think he made them Hachi on Gary's show on the, in the morning, didn't he? On your show, I think I heard part of that interview. I didn't actually pick up on on that public scrutiny part of it. But Mike, I can get what he's saying. I, I, I can get what he's saying without knowing the full context to it. That the public scrutiny attached to the actions of a of an AFL listed player are of a nature that the, a member of the general public wouldn't face for the same action. Um, again, without knowing exactly what he said about it, I'd, I'd, be ref, I'd be reluctant to go any further than that. But, yes, there is a component of public scrutiny being a, a punishment for what young players get up to at certain points of time. Clubhouse, anyone else with their hands up? No, we'll keep, we'll keep going for the well, moment. In fact, we've had three people who did, and clearly... There's a good uh, room building. You tell a lot of people We are, didn't are tell anyone we were going to be there. At yeah. Craig Hutchie, you can follow me if you want to... I never heard of Clubhouse until we started this 10 minutes ago, Hutchie. We'll, so, uh, <laughs> we'll do it again next week. One question to finish, and then we'll wrap up our room demo. Yeah, look, this one comes out a lot, Hutchie, and, and we've addressed it for basically 11 months now since COVID shutdown, but clearly our listeners are, are continually asking it. Nick Morelli on Facebook, will TV and radio commentary of the AFL continue from station studios this season. Uh, it gets back to the uh, COVID restrictions on, on travel and... I think it will a little bit, but not nearly as much. Do, do you feel there'll be at-ground broadcasting more this year than there was last year in the AFL Yeah, sense? much more. I think the second part of that question, by the way, Nick asked, was it difficult to see Nick Revolt leave SEN this season? Uh, absolutely it was. He left uh, a year ago because of his Fox commitments. I believe he's only calling five games at Triple M and maybe doing two weeks He's of on the M's this year. And with, doing two weeks of filling. So he's not actually allowed to do anything substantial in the radio space and he would be in high demand if he was. But he's how'd, you, how'd you let him go, Hutchie? As I said, Dame, he's only got to do two weeks out of season and five games is best of my understanding. I, I think he's doing a bit more than that on the on the M's. Yeah, well, we'll see. It's a great pick-up by the M's in the off-season, Hutchie. Thanks to our Clubhouse room for joining us. We might have another go at that next week, Damo, and see how it goes. Yeah. And uh, I might think about giving you one of my two invites. I'm just sort of assessing my options at the moment. So, so you get three invites. When you when you get invited, you've then got the right to on-pass three invites. Is that right? That's true. And yeah. I've used one of them on uh, Ricky, who's our super head of Digi. He's done really well here today, Ricky. Yeah, Thanks for coming in. And um, uh, I've got two left. I'm, you're in consideration. Thanks to everyone who joined into our room, including some people from around the world. And for those who sent in traditionally their questions, this has been the sounding board question time for Drinkwise. And if you're choosing to get involved in something new, be sure to Drinkwise. Thanks for listening to the sounding board podcast with Hutchie and Damo for Drinkwise. Make sure you find us on Facebook and Twitter at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.